How hard is it to get Depend, up to that I first mean, if game? You, if you're a if you're a young team and you're kind of building towards the future, then there's there's definitely some excitement there. If you're a team that's played a lot of basketball and kind of been around, kind of like this team, when you say that this team is that, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a lot more difficult. Now, if this was going to be a rowdy environment tonight with a packed house and everyone was going to be behind this team, a lot easier. You feed off the crowd and the energy, but. If there's not a great crowd tonight, it's I mean it's it's going to be difficult for sure. I think that there's definitely a reason why OU is only like a five point five and a half point favorite over a team like Missouri State tonight. Am I underplaying what the crowd's going to be? I've said that because of spring break, um, both students and fans, a lot of people out of town. Um, obviously, it's not the NCAA tournament. There's a little bit of um, you know, I, I I think a lot of people have kind of turned the page since they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Am I underplaying it? Is there going? You think there's going to be a decent crowd? I don't think there's going to be a very good crowd. I did hear from a couple people on the text line saying that they're going, but you like we have a feel like there's a sixth sense if we if there's about to be a really good crowd at the basketball yeah. game. I just Tuesday. A lot, well, first off, a lot of people six are out of town. Tuesday, six yeah. o'clock. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be really tough. Yeah. And with quick turnaround too, right? Yeah. It, it's they found out what Sunday when they didn't make the tournament. That's, yeah, that's what Porter's saying. It's like yeah. that's that's tough. I mean, you you get your heart crushed on Sunday night. You got to turn around and play on Tuesday night. That's that's not easy. And it doesn't help. All due respect to Missouri State, but opponent is a big piece of the pie too. Yeah. Getting people out, but I don't know. I would say if you got uh, an opportunity. Stop by there, cheer the guys on. You know, it's um, it means something to those guys whenever you're in there. And I know it's a disappointment not just for the players and coaches but for the fans as well, but they're still playing. So if at all possible, it would be awesome to have a, have a nice crowd in yeah. there. Tell me if you make anything of this. Uh, USC is apparently having their spring game the same day as OU, April 23rd. ESPN is bringing Kirk Herbstreet to broadcast the USC spring game on April 23rd. The only spring game of the year ESPN is broadcasting. I I think it makes a lot of sense. ESPN, with the way national writers are reacting, with the way um, they've really pushed this, this whole thing, there's a full court press to engage the West Coast in college football. It's a full court press. There's such a huge uh, percentage of the population out there, and it's been dormant for so long. They're going to do everything in their power to pump up USC, pump up Lincoln Riley, do whatever they can to try and engage some interest out there. It makes total sense. It's going to be annoying, but it makes total sense. Well, and it benefits Muleshoe for sure, but here's the thing. They're not going to stick around and wait for you for five years. Right. Like you get it right now because of all the hype, but you better have some instant success. I mean, you better rattle off seven, eight wins this year and look like you're going to be a real contender in 2023, or the lone spring game will be heading to Eugene next year. Or somewhere else out west in the Pac-12. Right. This is USC's year. That's cool, but better make it worth their while. Right. 
Hmm. I don't know. I'm. It's. I, I, am, am I just crazy? Or does it feel like, and maybe I've just, I, I've got a defensive point of view for some reason, but does it feel like since the OU to the SEC situation last summer that we've been getting kind of a weird raw deal on a lot of things? On, on seemingly everything, right? Some... Calls late in football yeah. games, uh, the basketball game in the Big 12 tournament against yeah. Tech, that was a god-awful call. Uh, not getting in into the NCAA uh-huh. tournament, uh, what else What else am I missing here? I I, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's not other even things getting in your, there. Not, I mean, maybe that was more OU's control, I don't know. Coverage. The coverage of the spring game is not there whatsoever. Dis, like Dismissive of the program moving forward since Lincoln's gone, like everyone just basically outside of our bubble here, which our bubble loves the new hire, but nationally just kind of skipped over. Ho-hum. No big deal. No coverage. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens. He's never been a head coach before. I don't know. And I'm not suggesting there's some conspiracy out there against Oklahoma, but it for whatever reason, it, sure it just feels kind of like feels it, that way. Uh, there, we don't have really – we definitely have some reasons to, to at least speculate as to why that's the case. Yeah. And I wonder if – like, what's going to be the situation when everyone's proven wrong? Are they going to say, oh, yeah, you guys were right, or is everyone going to dig in their heels even further? Is OU going to turn – not turn into, but is OU going to be a pretty hated team nationally if this hire ends up working out? I hope. I don't feel like people are going to be so willing to admit that they were wrong on this whole deal. I hope. I I hope we turn into a villain. I think being a villain would do us some good. The villains are usually really good teams as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's typically Seriously. how it works. Well, the villains, um, when I first started loving college football, USC in the early 2000s, Miami, Miami. in the early 2000s, um, Florida Was State. Nebraska that way in the 90s? Were they a villain? Um, yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I don't know. I've just – I get this – I get this weird feeling, and the only thing that I can link it back to is – the Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC thing, uh, that has seemingly thrown a wrench in the whole system, the expanded playoff talks, the everything. It seems like it's really, really upset the apple cart, and I've just got this weird feeling that We've been getting a raw end of the deal on some Some stuff. might say, well, what about what about Texas? What, have they been getting the raw end of the deal? Well, they kind of take care of themselves. I mean, when you lose to Kansas all by your own in football, then you don't really notice because there's not all that much improvement on and, year-to-year basis. And I don't follow the day-to-day of Texas. I, I don't. I don't know what their day-to-day – You know, I don't know enough about them, but I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. Interesting on the text line, the softball team better watch their backs. The Big 12 will try to keep Patty from getting a natty this year. But here here's the deal about that one. Try as they might, I mean, they might they could do everything. Throw the kitchen sink at OU softball to not win the natty and they'll st- still figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I don't know how the Big 12 
It's kind of hard in. It's kind of hard in. Well, well, it's really hard in any sport to do it without it being blatantly obvious. But you get a lot of judgment calls and stuff in football, and if there's just a little bit of a lean, it can make a difference. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm not here suggesting like there's some big why not Let's conspiracy theory going uh, right into the officiating and all of that stuff. It just like like the committee, like that's a raw deal, and. You know, we're not the only one that got a raw deal. I thought A and M was even more egregious than us, but like I don't know, Big Ten getting that many. One of the people that's most angry about it is the Big Ten, right? Yeah. They got nine teams in, so I don't know. It Maybe be, there's nothing there. It would be a really interesting and fun dynamic if OU with all this turned good immediately, turned to lead immediately if they were one of the more hated programs out there nationally. Because this is a fan base that, you know, treats the road crowd. Ohio State comes into town, they treat them awesome, right? I think OU fans like to be known as really good fans. Mm -hmm. So would they accept the role of the villains? I feel like everyone is feeling a certain type of way right now that I think that everyone would put on their villain cap and really enjoy kind of this new role in the landscape of college football. I think we're there. And maybe I'm uh, projecting my my thoughts a bit there, but I think a large swath of the fan base is already sick of reading about how great OU is or how great USC is going to be and – how we'll just have to wait and see if Oklahoma hired a bum or not. You know? I think there's I think there's a swath of fans that are that are already there with uh, embracing the role that we're in. Well, here's not really my worry because I don't care, but the goalposts are going to continually move with this deal, right? Yeah. If OU wins the Big 12 this year and even reaches the college football playoff, if they don't win a game, it'll be, well, I mean – what did they really accomplish? I mean, he they've won the Big 12 several times before. This was nothing new. They beat a bad conference whatsoever. You know, right. who, who cares? So the goalposts, Britt Venables could accomplish amazing things this year, but until they win a title, the goalposts are going to continually move saying, well, I mean, they've done that before. Well, I mean, the it, conference was down. Oklahoma State and Baylor were not as good as, as they were a year ago. Well, okay. You should have known that in your projections before the season, right? Should have known that. Well, you know, they, it was a down year. Who knows what, what all they're going to throw at us. But, yeah, my guess is that there's probably going to be some of that. Barry so. Switzer quite well as the villain. Mike yeah. in Springfield. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I agree with Everyone that. Everyone already hates us, so might as well be the villain. Agree. I, I'm, I'm down, man. What's this? Go to that. Teddy is going full, <laughs> full on OU anon conspiracy theories. Time to shed the tinfoil <laughs> hat. <laughs> I like that. I get better reception with my tinfoil hat on. NCAA, That's how I talk to all the other crazies. NCAA umpires might keep them. Uh, NCAA tried to stop Patty last year with Washington. Yeah, how'd that work out, huh? Ask what happened, Gabby Plain. What happened last year with Washington? I don't remember. I had to uh, face Gabby Plain in Washington in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And OU was like, eh, we're good. Right. We got this. As a retired Big 12 softball 
umpire? Is that what I have seen an umpire? I've never seen an umpire cheat anyone. I'm saying bad calls. Everyone makes bad calls. Okay? Right. Um, we got your number now. And that's that's interesting. They they uh, released a car photo with the text that they bit their next Big Twelve softball umpire. And it's a really cool car. It is. Was that a mistake? You think? I. I don't know. If it was a mistake, it's a good thing it sent that picture and not something else <laughs> from your just about from your it, album. Yes. Um, that's a pretty cool car. Very cool. Well, um, I'm not like I don't think it's I don't think it's officiating, really. I think it's I, I just think it's the because there's some anger out there about the way everything went down and it seems to have thrown a, a wrench in the expansion. It felt like everyone was gung-ho on the expansion for the playoff in football, and then this situation happened, and it's been almost impossible to no- negotiate anything from that point I, on. I tell you, like it may not happen via officiating. I tell you where it's going to happen this year, and it's the, it's the one thing nobody wants to hear, but get ready for it. Playoff? We all know this. Playoff no, no, no. committee? Kickoff times this season. Oh yeah. Oh buddy. Well, hey, they can they can punch us up and put them in put us into a bunch of eleven a.m. kickoffs. But here's the thing: eleven a.m. kickoffs get great ratings. Not good for the home fans, right? And frustrating for the coaching staff and the players. But those games get great ratings, and if we're playing good football in front of a, a big portion of the country, so be it. Brent Venables is probably the worst head coach in the country to have to face an 11 a.m. game. He's been up since 4 a.m. <laughs> no doubt. Doing, doing stuff. No doubt so about it. So that's like the middle of his day. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. That's awesome. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush on this Tuesday. November Madness. At least that's what's uh, going on ESPN today. A fake, make-believe, 64-team college football bracket, NCAA tournament style. Mm-hmm. Um, they used a here, – here's the format for ESPN's fictional tournament. We've seeded the teams 1 through 64, and the seeds are based – to some degree, whatever that means, on ESPN's latest S&P projections entering the 2022 season. So here's the bracket, Teddy. Your one seeds are Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Michigan. Any right. any uh, issues there? Uh, mm, I would probably knock uh, Michigan off of a one seed line, but that's just me. Two seeds are Clemson, A&M, Notre Dame, and Utah. Uh, A&M, too high. In, I, guess, I guess the others are okay. Clemson should probably be a one seed, and Michigan should probably be a two. Then we have Oklahoma as the top-rated three seed. Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, and North Carolina State. That's the group OU's in. Wisconsin, Cincinnati, North Carolina State. You'll find o, uh, Oklahoma State and USC 
both as a four seed. USC, Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Florida. So not only do we have the seeds in this bracket, they are going to, I guess, simulate games all the way through to find a champion. OU is in the West region, and Mm -hmm. in the very first round, we've been joking about it all day long, they have OU barely beating Texas Tech. OU, the the three-seed OU wins 30-27. These two teams won't be Big 12 rivals much longer with the Sooners set to move to the SEC. If this is indeed their last meeting, it's one no one will forget anytime soon with Oklahoma rallying from a two-touchdown deficit to escape in the final minutes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's fine and all. Um, Tech, we just barely escaped to beat Texas Tech in a, in a postseason tournament. That's fine. I just I want ESPN to remember this. Just want them to remember, right? They've basically got Oklahoma uh, about equal with USC four and eight last year. They've added a bunch of players. I understand, but I just I want I want ESPN and everyone nationally to remember. Oklahoma plays Wake Forest in the second round. It's always dicey when you get into a scoring match with the Deacons. That's where Sam Hartman shines. But this is a scoring match for the Sooners. Uh, They'll survive it with Dylan Gabriel throwing a late touchdown pass on third and long. OU 41, Wake Forest 38. By the hair on their chinny-chin-chin, they advance to the Sweet 16. Right. So are are they – I guess we're there. I was I was wondering if they were going to have us on a collision course with the University of Southern Cal. Yeah, but they'll definitely have us losing to Clemson. Oh, no, like thirty-seven uh, fourteen. <laughs> no way that they have us beating Clemson. I the I guess I could be wrong on that. just couldn't beat the but. teacher in this game. Clemson dominates from the beginning. OU scores a couple garbage touchdowns late. Clemson uh, advances to the Elite Eight with a thirty-seven fourteen win. Yeah, and. Uh, the one seed Michigan versus the four seed USC. Uh, wow! How about this? USC behind Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley beat the one seed Michigan by seven touchdowns <laughs> to cruise to to crush Clemson in you, the next round. Michigan just couldn't stop the jet sweep that USC continually <laughs> ran in the third quarter. Oh man! Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- that's where this thing's going. USC. Hey, surprise team. As a four seed, made a really, really nice run in the in the tourney here. Close uh, win over Fresno State in the four twelve matchup. Getting a shot at the Trojans in the postseason is something the Bulldogs crave. Really? Oh, okay. And the well, stage because yeah, they just got beat by them last year, didn't they? And the stage is certainly not too big for a Jeff Tedford's uh, for Jeff Tedford's club. However. USC is a little too deep and too athletic for Fresno State to pull off its second straight upset. Look, if, if there's one thing USC not, it, it's, it's too deep. Well, hey, I hope USC can beat Fresno, all right? That's, I don't. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and suggest that they're not, gonna, they're not able to beat Fresno State, but I am suggesting that they're not going to beat Michigan. And I'm forecasting that 
in a strange occurrence. Wow, how about this? USC in this non-existent tournament has somehow knocked off the one seed in their region. Like that's that's what they're setting us up for, right? The full court press to make USC like front and center. Totally, man. In front it, of they'll, everyone's they'll totally, mind. They'll totally when they whenever they update it later on this week, they'll totally have USC beating Michigan. Yeah. At least USC will no worse an Elite Eight team. I said that they lost to Fresno. That's not the case. Who was it? Didn't someone? UCLA lost to Fresno okay. in the Rose Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. That may be what you're thinking. Yeah. The last time they played them was 2019. And they you know, I, we're making fun of it. If I was Muleshoe, I'd be like, guys, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> he had as much hype as he's ever had going into last year. And how did that work out? His right. worst coaching job to date. I don't think he's a guy that really thrives on a whole lot of uh, pressure and expectations. Just a hunch there. Well, I'm like complaining about it. I'm I'm really not complaining. I just love picking out the hypocrisy from the national riders because the way they're all picking OU right now, all the way too early top 25s, they're going to act like so much stuff has changed since we wrote these stories in the in the preseason to where we are now i i'm just i think it's funny what they're all doing and i know that their opinions are all going to change and they're going to act like you know in their mind nothing has changed all along but we're seeing the narrative out there right now i prefer to be in the spot that we're in right now where everyone is picking us to not do much not really convinced that venables is a good hire I prefer to be in the spot that we are in right now as opposed to USC where everyone is shoving down our our throats that USC is going to be – they're back, baby. Here they go. They're going to make the playoff. They're going to win a championship, which the powers that be are going to do everything possible to get them into a playoff. Like if there's ever a choice – remember – Dude, there's no doubt about that. There's well, no doubt. Remember the conversation – uh, I think it was in 19 between uh, if Utah would have won. Beat Oregon in the Pac-12 If they would have beat Oregon, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to force a Pac-12 yep, team in over it. Oklahoma. We like, don't get it, and I, I don't understand it, but they want it to happen so bad. Well, it's because they, they're, they're desperately wanting to engage the West Coast fan base. Because you go back to the original playoff, that had Oregon in it, and I'm not sitting here acting like Oregon is some big draw, but it was there was some novelty to it because it was the first playoff, but that first playoff had huge ratings, and it has it has had a steep decline ever since. Like, half. The ratings are like half of what they were in the original one, and you can tie a correlation to not having a West Coast repre- representation since then, you know? So we're talking about if, if we were Mule Shoe. I guess you had Washington If you were Mule Shoe, just say, shut up, stop, putting all the pressure on me. We've heard, at least I've heard from some people that I respect, Chris Landry being, you know, really the one that I'm talking about here, saying that he thinks that he's a guy that likes to do it his way. Like he's out to prove that he's out to do it his way. I wonder if all this positive coverage is more reinforcement in his mind 
that he doesn't need to change and that he's doing things the right way and it's going to work out and win a national championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if everyone nationally is telling you what a great hire it was and how you're going to turn around, like maybe it's actually really hard to look yourself in the mirror and change, even though there's evidence that you need to when everyone else around is just telling you how awesome you are and you just got a massive contract from another Blue Blood program. Right. No, that that's, that's right. Because I'm going to guess USC said, hey, we're going to offer you all this money, but... You need to learn how to move the ball against a rush three, drop eight type of defense. <laughs> you need to emphasize special teams a whole lot more. I'm going to guess that conversation didn't take place. You probably think if you're Muleshoe, uh, obviously what I'm doing is just fine. It's it's working well enough for someone. Yeah. You can, if you're Lincoln Riley, and I'm not suggesting that he has done this, but if you're Lincoln Riley, there has been enough that has you've had enough success and there's been enough things that have happened to where if if you aren't super critical on yourself that you could easily justify all the things that have happened right you can you can put it off pretty easily to say that it's not anything that is my doing it's it's been some outside issues that have really you know plagued the teams and it led to our lack of success and once I go elsewhere all of those things like I don't need to adjust my style I need to adjust where I'm at and this new place all of those things are going to all those problems are going to magically cure themselves because I'm in a new location and I won't have that problem here yeah it's easy to do that and you know, I think the best coaches in the in the highest in their in their fields, wherever whatever it is, sports, not sports, can see through that and take a a real look in the mirror and see what their deficiencies are. Turn everything inward and and kind of kind of point to those things. But we never really saw any of that with Lincoln. Never really saw much of an acknowledgement about anything. And just a lot of we're close, we're close, right? We're close, and it's hard because you don't know what the message is behind the scenes. Like, it's weird because in football, maybe more than any other sport, for some unknown reason, coaches don't want to divulge much about like what they're working on, like what they think their weaknesses are, where they need to improve. For some reason, that stuff is a big secret, so like. It stands to reason a lot of times you can hear a coach post game or, you know, post season when the season's over or leading up to the season, really downplay a lot of downplay their weaknesses, downplay their strengths, and you just don't hear a whole lot. But I don't know that any of the things that we've talked about were anything that were massively addressed in a real meaningful way in we the off season. We, I, well, yeah. Right. Well, I know a lot of them weren't. I I mean, I know firsthand that a lot of them weren't. But I I can't say that about everything. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Text line still open. Air Comfort Solutions. Text line 651-3439.
Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing the final hour of the rush just south of Norman off of Highway 9. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel has a huge casino floor that's over 219,000 square foot. Has over 2,700 electronic games, 30 table games, and a poker room open 24-7. In addition to gaming, Riverwind also has great concerts and comedy shows going on. For tickets or check out their events calendar, call 405-322-6464. That's the Riverwind Casino just south of Norman off of Highway 9 and I-35. And, hey, you may even see Teddy in there on a random yeah. Friday or Saturday night playing a $5 table somewhere. Sure. Well, I'll be over on the high roller uh, table. Conflicting reports from the LNC currently. Uh-oh. Mike in Springfield sent a picture to me, and uh, it was pretty bare inside the arena. Check the metadata on that picture to see if it was taken uh, actually today or what time today. Someone on the text line says, just walked into the LNC. Based on how many people are already here, it might be a decent crowd. Okay. Huh. Check the timestamp on, um, on the first one. Maybe there's – and I, I can't imagine that – it's going to be a late crowd getting there on a 6 o'clock tip yep. on a work day, right? So, You're either there or not. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, yeah. I, uh, hopefully there's a good crowd there. Hopefully there's a good crowd there. My guess, I don't know anything about Missouri State, but Oklahoma playing good basketball at this point, I think that they are probably pissed that they didn't make the tournament. And probably want to go out and prove a point. I would, I would wager to say Oklahoma's going to cover that spread against Missouri State. Dare I say, sixty nine fifty four. Whoa! Final from Lloyd Noble Center, sixty nine fifty four is what yep. you're thinking tonight. Let's go. I picked a six point win earlier, just above mm. the spread line. I Coward. will go. Um, highest scoring game of the year, 86 to 80. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got your attention with that one, didn't I? Whoa. Fireworks going on inside the LNC tonight. It's going to be hot. Hey, this is the men's hoops team, not the women's. Oh, excuse me. Um, 56 to 50 <laughs> is what I meant, not 86 80. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about Missouri State. I have no clue. But my guess, we are, we're going to outman them. And beat them pretty handily. Could be wrong on that. I would I uh, hope not. I would hope so. I don't know what the reaction is going to be tomorrow if they lose or not. Maybe no one will care. But let's just go ahead and I don't feel like OU should lose to Missouri State in very many sports, if any at all. Well, let me see if I can interest you in this um, thought. Is there any chance that anyone on the team has gotten the guys together and said, "Listen, guys." It's only Tuesday. If we lose the game tonight, we still have time to get down to Padre by tomorrow mid-afternoon. Let's throw the game and enjoy our spring well, break. Well, just revisit it at halftime. If they're down at halftime, <laughs> you'll have one of the walk-ons looking at Airbnbs down there to see what they can yeah. find. Look for hand signals late, right? If if uh, the game is close or they're even falling behind. No, late, we can't get our deposit back. <laughs> start, start looking for some hand signals to, to throw the game and go enjoy the spring break. I uh, only have one more audio clip left from today. We haven't played it yet. Oh, well, uh, do not play Lou Holtz. Or you wow. may send every. 
everyone into some type of major panic. It's it's Shannon Sharp. I don't really care what Shannon Sharp says. I just like to play it and envision in my mind. Uh, Skip, hey, come on, Skip. Come on, hey, Skip, don't you? Hey, come on, Skip. That's what I do every time he says anything. <laughs> Yeah, I know I didn't care about Skip's opinion on that. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I I do agree that he's just average. Right? I've got nothing statistically. Um, I, I've got nothing that says Baker Mayfield is in the top half of the NFL quarterback-wise. He's he's so far just been average. Now, there's been reasons that you can throw at me that I will agree with. You know, there's the roster wasn't always as good as it is right now. His offensive line hasn't always been good. They've had injury issues. Himself has had injury issues. But the performance still has been very middle of the road since he's been yeah, there. So well. I will agree with that. I'll tell you, though. If they're bringing in Amari Cooper, Baker Mayfield's not going to be their quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I did think that he was going to be a month ago, but the, the relationship is so fractured now. Financially, it may not be the best move for, for Baker. I don't know, but it, I mean, it, it's going to happen at some point. Just, 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 just cut the cord now. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I honestly feel like. If if they're making moves at wide receiver and bringing guys in, bringing someone like Amari Cooper in, then they're saying our problem is quarterback and we've got a fix for that problem and we're going to start bringing in weapons uh, for that quarterback to, to be able to use. Because if Baker's still going to be your guy – like. Receiver is not their problem, and I'm not. That's not, obviously not the only move that they would make throughout the offseason. They've got the draft. They've got, um, you know, still free agency to be able to to hit other areas. But I don't know. I think that, at least in my opinion, right now is seems to be a telling move, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. All totally. right. Quick, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up the day next. Stay tuned. All right, final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Tuesday. We're inside the Brian O'Haver studio. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we are the Rush right here on the home of Sooner fans. OU Hoops getting underway in less than seven minutes from the LNC, mm. 6 p.m. on ESPN, OU minus five and a half. The NCAA tournament, though, is actually officially underway. Okay. A&M Corpus Christi up on Texas Southern, 11-5 to with 15 minutes left in the first 
Of course, we've got uh, Indiana and Wyoming at 810 tonight on True TV. Hoosiers minus four and a half. Go Wyoming, go Cowboys. Come on. Never in a million years would I have thought that you would leave on the opening week of opening weekend of NCAA tournament to go to the worst state in the country, New Mexico, a state that you used to despise um, for a vacation. Well, the exact same thing happened last year. So, yeah. <laughs> the same weekends, the same place, the same everything. This is everything. the one year anniversary of when you asked your now wife to marry you. How do you you remember that? Look at you. Wow. You only you only remember that because I think we had a conversation of like show content baby. Yeah. No, I remember it because you talked so much crap about New Mexico being the worst state in the country, and then it happened to be the state that you yeah. asked your wife to marry you in. Yeah. God, why do you have to remember that? Out of all the things, why do you have to remember that? I did. I think it's cute that you guys are now going to take a, a trip every every year around this time. To Are you going to go back and recreate the moment on top of the mountain? Funny, funny you should ask. Um, I don't know. I mean, Probably. However, a family that lives in our neighborhood, they're, they're good friends, they recreated the picture 30 minutes ago from that same spot and <laughs> took a picture and sent it to us. Wow. So it's, it's already happening this week. How about that? Amazing. Oh, the food in Santa Fe is so good, though. Some green chilies. You can get, get down yeah. with some green chilies, well, right? Well, enjoy your time out there. Be safe. You are... Not young anymore. Be careful up there on Found that, that mountain. Found that out last year skiing around. Right. Just take it easy. You Remember, ski, right? You don't snowboard. You I ski. ski. Yeah. Remember that whenever you have a bunch of beverages, either at lunch or, you know, the little halfway point on the mountain, that that liquid courage, do everything that you can to fight against saying, well, let's just go a little bit faster on this last run of the I, game. I said the most uh, ridiculous thing three days ago, and I've said some other mm-hmm. ridiculous things since then, I know. But I looked at my wife and said, you know what? I may not even drink at all that on this trip. I may, I may not drink that, ver- that much mm. on this trip. Interesting. <laughs> Get back to me tomorrow on uh, how that stands at well, about this time. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I wouldn't do it if I was you, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also know that it's like that. there's no way that that's going to happen. Of course I am. It's the first thing we're going to do when we roll well, into town. Is there a reason? Are you trying to cut back on calories? Oh, you, you Did just, you make an idiot of yourself recently? Like, what's what's the catalyst here? <laughs> yes, but um, <laughs> I, we have to get up so early every morning, and you're up there skiing all day that's long. It's like the last thing that you want. It's so easily to get uh, high, dehydrated up there. It's the last thing I want. Just take it easy in the hot tub, um, you know, late at night. No champagne. Don't drink too much because, uh, yeah, it is an early morning the next day for sure. Well, that'll be cool, though, and I'm sure you'll get to uh, – you'll have a cool spot to watch some games and stuff once we, uh, we get rolling. Uh, what's, so what's, the, um, what's next for OU if they beat – when they beat Missouri State. 
what they'll play the winner of the 4-5 game coming up is what will happen. Is the next round in Norman I as would, well? I would guess so if you're the one seed, but my I don't really watch a whole lot of NIT basketball. I just remember when I was a kid, OU beats LSU, and everyone thought the game was going to be in Norman, the next one, and end up being in Ann Arbor, and then OU loses that game. So, But I would guess it's in it's in Norman hmm. um, before you get to New York City, but who knows what that whole deal, man. Well, there you go. It um, would be cool to see him um, go win this thing because as much as we kind of laugh about this, it will give you some optimism going into the offseason. It, it will. does. I, I've seen it before with Big 12 teams winning the NIT. It gives you some hope and, you know, play more basketball, What? What? whatever. And I'm telling you, being the 69th best team in the country is – that is a banner a worth idea. hanging in the LNC. Ah, t-shirt idea, uh, man. It's that is that is the real uh, reward of this thing. So I, for one, am looking forward to that moment. Well, go Vermont. That's all I ask in the NCAA tournament. Don't even care if my national champ Gonzaga makes it out of the first weekend. I am uh, rooting for v- Vermont. You know my dislike for Arkansas's head coach Eric Musselman. So let's go Vermont. Let's beat the Hogs in the first round. And I will be breaking down this Southern and A&M Corpus Christi game to see who has the best chance at beating Kansas. All right? That's what we that's need. That's important. All right, that's it for us. We appreciate you guys. Blew up the text line again today. Like always, 